AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Pern. Welcome to Bar Talk. Been in quarantine for the last four weeks And all I had on my mind was you You, you My body was feeling weak I could hardly breathe And I think I need a dose or two Of you to get through I've since made the heart go thunder Can't take this any longer Take off all the clothing on ya Giddy up, girl We can't be naughty right now This is Loz and Joy. You're listening to Ayama. <laughs> oh, hang on, wait. Sorry. You weren't built to be happy. You were made to kill and die. You forget it when you're sober, but the day. 
Good, jolly good show, chaps. You should, do the good. Vo- should do the vocal warm ups prior to coming onto the onto the air. I think. As long as you're not doing the Jimmy Barnes one, I think we'll be safe. <laughs> um, oh, have you seen the video? They did. Do you remember when uh, they did the? There was that event somebody put up, and it blew up. Uh, yeah. They would expect to be a bit of a joke, and then it, and like thousands of people suddenly clicked invite. It was a scr- standing your front, front porch and scream. 
and uh, they managed the cover photo was Jimmy Barnes in that Kieran J. <laughs> yeah. Callanan um, video that ended great up. Great song. The great Sky song. Cowboy mem. Um, yeah. And then they man Jimmy must have heard about it because then he put, they got it, they, <laughs> he sent the girl that made the um, event <laughs> and, and video of him practicing his screams. That's and his great. ups on the front porch. I love when celebrities get involved with stupid <laughs> shit like that. That's that's the excitement of it. But it was funny because it turned out it was like, oh, we'll just make it a joke, and then and then by the end of it, it was like you know uh, like a really it was such a it was such a great you know great classic Aussie spirit you know hmm. just a classic Aussie way of like dealing with mental health in lockdown. <laughs> Just, just screaming all the bullshit out, you know. I think we're all still screaming, to be honest, because it's uh, now it's a, it's a Christmas season. I think we're all. <laughs> I think we're going to be doing that more and more often. The closer oh, I'll be it gets. screaming out the handle. <laughs> I always do that every Christmas Eve when you know when they do the the handle at the carols by Candlelight. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> and I just start pretending I'm the conductor. Towards the telly, it's like, all right, now the Sopranos. It's uh, it's just the like it's so it's it's just the the most entertaining thing I think in the carols because it's just like forty people just screaming their lungs out these like ridiculously written vocal lines. Uh, there's nothing nothing funnier than going. I don't even know anyone that's singing, and then the wiggles come out, and you're like, finally, someone I know. No, uh, and Ray, what's his face from uh, Channel Ray Nine? Always Ray Martin. He always comes out and does does a jazz uh. standard. He does, he does. I'll give and, him that. I'll give him sp- that. And the other Channel 9 guy, that's Jimmy Barnes's nephew. I can't remember his name. Or he's on is Channel nephew 10. Is he's like son from another wife, no. something like that? Probably. He gets, he gets out. Then he gets out and does like Jingle Bell Rock because he's, like, he's yeah. classically trained. Like <laughs> two totally- So, you know, the, there's talent in that family because it's like two totally separate worlds in terms of singing, you know, methods and that they're, you know, they're related. I'll never understand how Jimmy Barnes still has a voice. His technique is so improper. Like, he should be singing like Meatloaf sings at the moment <laughs> with the technique that he has. You know, it's all like, you know, Rob Halford or Ian Dickinson who, you know, they've taken care of their voice throughout the years, like done vocal training and done this and that. Jimmy Barnes should have the voice of Meatloaf and yet he does not and it's, it's an anomaly that we'll never understand. It's I think the lubrication. I just keep saying this. It was the lubric. It was the vodka lubrication that did it. It was just. I don't know what it is. Something in that. Something in that. Those bottles. Yeah. <laughs> just kept him preserved. Any- I think that's the. Yeah. This is the preservation aspect yes. of alcohol. It's a steriliser. Gets rid of the bacteria. <laughs> all the nasties. The bad air. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Probably should. We're about f- three minutes late <laughs> to the intro, but who cares? Welcome. Everybody to yet another um, shit show that is this Bar Talk <laughs> podcast uh, featuring t- yours truly <laughs> and and guested this week by you, you probably probably all recognise his voice by now, Turch from the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only uh, the the second podcast that is a complete <laughs> shit show. Hey buddy, we've been, we're, we're, we just recorded our one hundred and twenty sixth episode. We've been a shit show a lot longer uh, than this one has. <laughs> oh no! So you started about the same time as we did. I, you know, I've only been numbering these podcasts since we revamped the show. But we were That's doing. True. I mentioned this before. I was doing this live on air for a good three years, and you wanted to hear what a shit show was. I have to dig up in uh, in the AMR archive some of those early episodes. <laughs> 
Well, they were uh, they were something special. Yeah. The sad thing is, all of our old episodes, I'll put those in quotes, are still online for everybody to listen to. <laughs> and I, I always say, don't start at episode one. Start a bit later on. Start a bit later on. So it's you, always a little bit nicer. So you've got the. You're, you should really be called the We We Have No Shame podcast. That's true. That's true. Actually, we were thinking about doing making the worst podcast we could think of because because you came on our show very recently and you helped us review a a a uh, podcast because mm. we were having our um, Wanktoberfest where yes. we were reviewing Porn Stars podcast and you came <laughs> on and helped out with that. But we thought, what what makes a podcast worse than being a, a porn star that has no idea how to run a show? And that is when does podcast just read Wikipedia pages, like all those crime ones and all that sort of stuff? Oh, yes. You know? So there's thought, a few of them we- floating around. There's a few of them floating around. <laughs> I'm like, can we create the worst podcast ever? And I said to Kieran, we should, my co-host- we should just make a podcast and get everyone that involved in our show and we call it We Read Wikipedia and everyone just records themselves reading a, a random Wikipedia page <laughs> and we just upload <laughs> an episode every time someone records it and it'll just be the worst show and we spread it around like crazy and that's, you know, and if that's the show that makes us famous, that's that's ridiculous. I, I was going to say, I bet that one would blow up. <laughs> What's the off-brand? Surely there's like an off-brand Wikipedia, you know, because everything has an off-brand version. You got, you know, Google and Bing. Um, there was Wiki a, how? I was going to say Microsoft and. <laughs> as long as I'm not reading Encyclopedia Dramatica, I think that one would make me lose my job. But other than that, I think, yeah, we're going to find like an off-brand Wikipedia, but I think this the Wikipedia in the title would make the place, yeah. would, would make the podcast known, but yes. But thank you for having me back on the show. And again, thank you for coming on. Um, Lilu love the, the Porn thank Stars podcast. Thank you for podcast. Shakira for dropping out again so you could come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you know. Yeah, we did have, you know, we did have Tommy Iommi booked, but he couldn't make it. But yeah. uh, that's okay. No, our friend Shakira. <laughs> you forgot? Oh, that's right. I did. You don't know her name. No, our no. other co-host Shakira. Oh, sorry, yeah. my mistake. I thought you meant on our show. I was like, yeah, you, you were filling in for Tommy Iommi on oh, our yeah. on our one. Yeah. <laughs> He's no. really into reviewing porn stars podcasts. I don't know. It's a sort of a weird fetish he has. Well, I mean, you know, uh, there's a few celebrities that have done porn in the years, so that were never in porn in the first place. So that's, that's very a, that's true. That's a rabbit hole, which I'm sure you can go down on your show that's at some very point. True. Um, Absolutely. But yes, I mean it's it's one of those one of those weeks. I am just it's just been a knackering week so far, mm. and I will you know say with without exception the music is definitely contributing that in a good way because it's it's very very full on. Um, mm. We should probably chat quickly about the two tracks that we came off on. Now uh, talk about Soul because the first song was by um, Soul Brown featuring NAFTA with Weekends. Mm. Oh, I think this was the fir- the first time. I, or it's no, it's uh, if it has, it's been a long time since we've had um, a reggae tron inspired track on this this show. I was feeling that too with the reggae style feel, but I was almost feeling the Latin drums in the mm. back as well. So this combination of Latin drums and um, you know reggae guitar sort of feel yeah. with some you know auto wire and phaser over the top. Uh, but then out of nowhere, I thought, oh, maybe I'm just hearing the Latin drums in my head. And then out of nowhere, there's a there's a, a Spanish rap verse. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, at least I'm on the right track. It's, it's an interesting mix because. Um- because Sol Brown's from Auckland and NAFTA yeah. is from, uh, of all places, Colombia. 
I think yeah. this might have been. This is probably the first time AMR has featured a song with a Colombian artist on it. I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, and so that's I can see you can see where that that Latin influence influence is coming on. But it's just it was a kill. It was a killer bit, killer mix. Oh yeah, we were listening to it in the car the other day, and the others that were in the car, they're like, you know, this is this is cool. This is something that's interesting. Haven't heard much of this in a while. So I was like, mm. yeah, we've got to definitely put it in. And yeah, thought it made a great opener. Um, oh so- yeah. That's um, courtesy of Nick Knack from Across the Ditch. So, thanks, guys. Uh, after that, we played um, the first single off her, which will be her debut album, um, Stevie- Did I say- Oh, yeah, no, Stevie Jean. I was about to say yes, someone else. Uh, her, <laughs> it's her new single, Graduation. Uh, now, this was this was cool. This sort of stood out after a few listens because um, I sort of had to dig deep into the, the mix. This one had a bit more of a subtle mix, so it doesn't mm. quite come across the car stereo as well as uh, Weekends. But mm. this one um, really, really impressed me once I was listening to it in a bit more detail because it had a really good, really good soft, loud dynamic. Yeah, I always I talk about that every time I come on this show mm. about how I think like dynamics are some of the most important things you could do, especially in a recording studio setting, and you know having those loud parts and and quiet parts and, and contrasting those across the board, so important. But it also helps that you have such a fantastic set of vocal pipes to to sing the melody out of. She's got a phenomenal voice, and we have featured her on the show before. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a phenomenal talent from up north. And I'm really keen to see what will be coming out from her in the next year or so. So, I'm really keen. Thanks, well, sis. And whoever played the bass line on that song, I don't know if it was on synth or it was like a really dirty synthy, you know, with bass, with guitar, with a, with a synth pedal or something like that. Holy hell, that was that was so dirty, so synthy. And I love that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, so the album actually that's going to be off is going to be called The Dark. Mm. And it's going to be our March so not awesome. too far away, actually. In hindsight, oh, it feels um, feels so it feels so <laughs> short. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be so keen to see more of that coming out soon. So good good stuff, Stevie. Mm. Um, I should also mention as well this week I had the pleasure of um, chatting to South Australian artist Maine. She recently put out her EP, and it was good to go into a bit of depth about that. Um, she was actually right in the middle of their lockdown. Remember when they had their three-day lockdown a week, a few weeks ago? Yeah, that because uh, they had what seven, nineteen cases yeah. in one one day, and then it got tracked back. They couldn't even buy alcohol during that time. No. That, was, that was the 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 killer for me. I'm like, geez, imagine trying to do a Melbourne lockdown for as long as we did without being able to go to Dan Murphy's. It was a Jesus lockdown because it only lasted three <laughs> days. So you were dead for three days. Like Adelaide was dead for de- three days, and it rose again. So amazing. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I spoke to Paige, uh, aka Maine, the other day, and that was a lot of fun. That's coming up next. But before that, we have another track coming up um, Ocean Grove. Now, that's a band that probably needs no introduction. Very well known band around these parts. And they've come out with a brand new single called Dream as well. Um, this one, yeah, just had a, had a cool sort of wall of sound vibe. Mm. That was. That was pretty much all I, all I sort of noted down mentally oh, about you know that. What? I wrote down, it sounded really 90s, really like, you know, mid-90s sort of sound. Yeah. And then that wall of sound hit and I'm like, this sounds so oasis <laughs> 
Uh, uh, like, it's all I could think of. Like, it's gr- some great guitar work. Uh, and am I wrong? But like, I tried to I tried to do some research this time compared to you know compared to last time. Oh, so you make up for my like a- lack of research because I was getting <laughs> drunk on the weekend. That's okay. I was too because I was trying to trying to celebrate my uh, birth my oh, my birthday in style. So happy but that's birthday. okay. Did they, was this been like a new metal band before this, or is this a different I, Ocean Grove? <laughs> I don't know. Is this I'm gonna I'm probably like <laughs> embarrassing all the the, the rockheads in in the audience because mm. uh, no, I haven't looked into the history of Ocean Grove. I know That's they've come right. out with a couple of albums, um, and they've done really well over the last yep. few years. But no, uh, this it's their new single. Um, <laughs> it's a new single. Let's listen to it, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's do it. I just we got we not blabber on any longer and. <laughs> Do you want to? Do you want to? Oh, well, I'll mention them and then you can do the honors next time. Uh, right Fantastic. now, uh, soon it'll be my chat with Maine, but before that, it will be her her song "My People" off her new EP. And then right now, it's Ocean Grove with Dream on. Oh, we're on Bar Talk. Oh, he got it in one, folks. <laughs>
Hey, this is Maine, and you're listening to AMR. My people know me like no one has ever known before. We keep the cultures and occasionally the bedroom for I'm thinking we've all been working through a lot of shit. But we won't throw you on the buses for the hell of it. My people carry my flag, protect me from insurgents My people, 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 my people My friends, they get me out the house when I am feeling Things that I don't wanna hear, but God and know but they don't tell me I told you so. Oh. Welcome, welcome back, folks. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed that song. Um, that song was the previous single off Maine's EP. The song's called My People, and it's a pretty damn good track, I'd say. But um, I'm really excited because it's a bit of deja vu. Uh, I've got, you may remember a few weeks back, like we're talking three months, guys. So, you know. Rack the memory back. Uh, I had the pleasure of chatting to Paige from Wing Defense. And lo and behold, I've got her back to talk about her solo project, Maine. So, please give it up. She's right here with me now on the phone from uh, a lockdown city that isn't Melbourne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you going, Paige? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. Um, I'm good. I've just been enjoying a few days of uh, 
doing nothing, <laughs> um, which has actually been quite refreshing. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you've been enjoying yeah. the warm. I'm guessing it's been quite warm there this week as well. Yeah, it has been really warm and I'm kind of bummed because I got this blow-up pool ready to set up and it's been delayed on oh, arriving because no. of COVID things. So um, I've been using my dog's like um, – like sh- blue shell thing that I got got that you that you fill up with water just to dip my feet in every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got our, our back well, backyard, I guess if you can call it that. Yeah, it's a backyard. It's all it's all tiled, and our housemate's been flexing the idea of wanting to get a flop pool for the backyard. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a terrible idea because it's like full of like hard flooring. It'll puncture it like within the first <laughs> use. It'll be like, yeah, you want to you want to flood the backyard? That's how you flood the backyard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did get one last summer, and my dog got into it and punctured it. So, oh. um, I'm, I've got a better quality one this year. So okay. let's just hope that it lasts a little longer. Dog friendly, <laughs> we hope. Yes. What what um, breed dog do you have? I've got a Kelpie cross border collie. Um, that's his name's Nash. That's <laughs> not Australian at all, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. They'd be very, very active breed, I imagine. Oh, totally full of beans, but also really lazy in hot weather. So I don't yeah. think he was made to actually be out on a farm anyway. So it's kind of <laughs> nice. He's <laughs> mine, so I can care and look after him. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Sounds, that sounds about right. Anyway. Uh, we didn't come here to talk about your dog, which, you know, fair <laughs> enough. It's a good sidetrack to have. Everybody wants to talk about their dog. I don't blame you. Um, yeah. We actually met when we were out last night. We actually um, saw a this lady that was hanging out at the same bar we had. She brought her Italian greyhound, and the thing was oh absolutely gosh. adorable. Started licking my hand in my face. I was like, really, really, That's really enjoying so it. And then my girlfriend, <laughs> who's never mentioned that she wants to get a dog, goes, we're getting an Italian greyhound. There's no yeah. hair. No mess. I know, and I they're like, so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> they're adorable. She had a she had it in a cat a cat basket thing while she was holding it. It was, it was good. Yeah, amazing. Anyway, I let's let's do the second attempt at the uh, segue into what we yeah. got you on for, which is to talk about your EP. So, firstly, congrats. It's Thank you so much. Very very nicely done uh, record, I have to say. Uh, appreciate it. And and has to and I really appreciate someone like yourself who has that rock chick side can also pull off the pop princess as well. <laughs> like, do you find that- Because if we harken back to when we chatted about um, your EP with Wing Defence, you mentioned that you yeah. do write a fair few of the songs. So, what yeah, I want to know yeah. is how do you choose between, okay, this song's going to go on the main EP or this song's going to go- going to work really well with Sky? Like, where do you decide that? Yeah, well, I think I'm- I think I have a really good understanding of what my main sound is and, and my wing defense, the wing defense thing is. So, um, I sort of just go in with the intention of it being, this is, I'm going to write a wing defense song today or I'm going to write a main song today. And, um, yeah. I just go with that rather than, um, I mean, it, one of the songs that we actually released as wing defense, I initially wrote for, for my solo project. But, okay. Um, it just didn't work at all. Yeah. Um, so and it was more rocky and and stuff. So, so there's like occasionally a time where I get like the two confused. But I think now I'm just like oh, I'm going to do a wing defense song today or a main song, and I sort of go from there. Do you find that 
I guess, your attitude towards songwriting might differ from others that might be more inclined to stick with one genre because you've got the freedom of, you know, having multiple projects to work with that that go across different styles. Do you find it somewhat liberating? And then, like, you can wake up and go, well, I'm going to write a main song today. Yeah, totally. It's it's nice to have the contrast between the two because sometimes I just feel really uninspired with one thing, so I'll just focus on the other for when I go into a writing session. Yeah. So it is. It's nice to have that freedom, and it takes away a little bit of the pressure. I think mm. of um, you know if I can't write for one project, I can for the other. So it still keeps my creative energy going. Um, and yeah, it's just it's. I, I love having the two projects and just bouncing between the two because it's really refreshing. Yeah, I was going to say, do you wake up and go, like, whatever side of the bed I roll out, do I want to bother playing chords or do I just let the yeah. arpeggiator do all the work? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a cool thing to have, really. But I wanted yeah. to just focus on, you know, your, your songwriting sessions, you said. So, are you one of those people that has to schedule them in, in your calendar? because you're too lazy otherwise? Or do you, like, find that you're just like, I'll pick up whenever I've got a spare minute, I'll write a bit here, um, do a bit of this? I, I think, like, over the last couple of years, I've been very much scheduling them in, um, especially if I'm co-writing with, with someone else. And mm. having, like, that commitment to another person to write a scene definitely helps motivate me. But occasionally, like, of late, um, I've definitely had the, like, urge to just write whenever I, f- I feel like it, um, yeah. which has been also really cool. And I've set up a little home studio now and I've got all my, like, instruments all set up so I don't have to worry about the setup process, which is sometimes um, off-putting when you have to go yeah, in and yeah. write. Um, so it's I've done a little bit more, like, just spontaneous writing recently, especially during COVID just due to, like, you know, not being able to be out as much as, I'd like to be. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, has that has the time to yourself been unintentionally more productive because of that? I think so, definitely. And um, it's something to do. There's a lot of, like, twiddling my thumbs at home recently. So being able to, like, be like, well, I can do this. I can write songs mm. and I'm going to feel productive and that in turn is going to help my mental health. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so do you find that it is uh, – well, I want to just ask then about your experience with mental health. Uh, do you yeah. find then that having that therapeutic sort of experience of putting your thoughts down on paper or I don't know, do you type them up? I don't know. Who, who does – I don't even know yeah. if people use paper these days. <laughs> um, I know I do, but I'm, I'm old-fashioned. But no, is, is it a – do you find it's a good coping mechanism for any sort of – well, not, I wouldn't say negativity, but uh, tumultuous sort of – things going on with if you might have that with your mental health does it help yeah with that? absolutely i'm a big uh fan of right you know when i'm feeling overwhelmed and stuff writing songs sometimes it's hard and that's okay when you're feeling crappy mm. um so i might not feel like it but it's if i push through that i find it really helps combat like all those emotions and I get a better of an understanding of why I'm feeling certain ways or why my mental health is being bad. So it's definitely, um, it's definitely like therapeutic in a sense. Yeah, I want to chat a bit about the recording process. 
and I want to see how you you cope as a solo artist in the studio. I remember when we were chatting with Wing Defense, obviously you have the band members and you, you work really well as a unit. I remember saying that, that that obviously would mean that you bounce off each other and, and be free to obviously, you know, provide feedback and, and all that sort of yeah. thing. But as a solo yeah. artist, had where do, where do you get that feedback in play in lieu in lieu of other band members? Yeah, so I think um I have a great little team around me. So mm. it's more so sharing like demos to them and seeing what they think and what they think should be the single and what I and letting them know how I feel about certain songs and just bouncing back and forth with them. But also I have um like a strong sense of my sound and I'm pretty confident in that, I mm. guess, without sounding arrogant. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, um so I I think it's kind of nice having something where I'm a little bit of making those decisions, even though it's so fun bouncing off other people in a band, it's kind of nice to have this little thing for myself as well and um, driving that. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like this is my castle. Like I got yeah. can really flower it up in the way that, that you, your vision sees it, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So do you do, did you end up doing much co-writing for this, this EP or is it all, all, all done yeah. by yourself, all completed when you put it in the studio? Um, so pretty much every song on the EP was co-written with mm. someone except for um, the last song on it, which is called In My Mind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I did a lot of co-writes um, over the end, towards the end of 2018 and throughout 2019 specifically, and um, it was usually with one other person and I'd come in with, like, a little bit of an idea of what I wanted to write about and express, et cetera, et cetera, and... Um, we'd we'd knuckle down and and write it essentially. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's I do enjoy co-writing. Um, it's sort of been my main source of writing. Well, in the last couple of years, not not so much twenty twenty, given the world <laughs> um, state. But um, yeah, Zoom yeah. jams Zoom jams don't work as well as they say they. Oh would. gosh, <laughs> no, they really really don't. Um, <laughs> But, but having said that, it's kind of cool. Like I've seen a lot of people on Instagram putting stories up of themselves doing co-writes via Zoom. Mm. But um, and that, it's kind of interesting to see that new way of, of working with people. I don't particularly, I'd much prefer it in person, but it, it's nice that we're able to have have that outlet to write with people across different states and all countries even. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of what I noticed when I was listening through it. A lot of the the hooks are very prominent. There's I, I've noticed that you still bring that that rock aesthetic in terms of the loud, soft dynamic going on. Yeah. So is that is that your intention when you were coming into writing the songs, or did it did you find out that the dynamic sort of came naturally with when you started putting the stuff down? Yeah, I think the dynamic just sort of swayed towards that way, and. I think it was just what I was into at the time and what I wanted to create. But so, are you saying then that your tastes have changed since you since you wrote all the songs? Not particularly, but it, I did write these songs quite. It feels like a while ago now, and, and yeah. the EP was completed in like October last year. So it's kind of strange that a year down the track it's only just coming out, but that's just how release cycles work, I guess. But um, yeah. 
yeah, they were all sort of sparsely written across 2018 and 2019 and Mm. there was a lot of other songs that I'd written as well, but these six songs seemed to be the most, um, like the strongest and the most uh, cohesive, I guess, um, for a body of work and I'm really happy with them. Yeah, is there is there a song that um that has surprised you since release in terms of its reception? Um, oh gosh, um, not sh- like I'm not sure to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, you just write the music and you put it out, and whoever yeah. vibes with it is, is it's great. But I think I was kind of the last song on the track in my mind. It's really stripped back. It's just guitar, vocals, and like mm. ambient sound and. On the day of my release, a lot of people uh, that follow me on socials were messaging me about that song, and um, and that was really nice. So I think it's really cool that the track on the EP that is the most stripped back has got a really great response. So um, I was I was stoked about that, of course. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, in terms of the response of other songs, I, you never know what to expect, I guess. So, it, but I, you know, I'm very grateful for the positive response that it has had as well yeah no that's that's awesome to hear that you that you get that surprise sort of what you would consider normally like a deep cut just flapped on the end and yet that's that appears to be the one that's garnered as much much attention as it has upon release so that's that's really yeah cool. yeah definitely um with obviously every obviously hopefully you guys are opening up soon and all that uh, again yeah. but where is, is there plans to do some some touring hopefully nationally coming into the summer Oh, absolutely. I mean, that as, as soon as possible, uh, I'd love to get back out to and been working, like having constant communication with my booking agents because they're sort of across everything and what's possible at this point. So there's nothing planned as of yet, but I would ideally love to be on tour, of, you know, towards the beginning of next year. Um, but and that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> Keep an eye on the socials, point. folks. That's what she yeah, means to say. <laughs> but I'm looking forward, if all goes accordingly, on the 11th of December, I'm doing an, like a local Adelaide show. Yeah. So if, if you know, things get a bit better here, hopefully that's still going to be possible. But, I mean, I'm not holding my breath at the same time because you just never know what could happen. Between now and a lot of pizza places, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of takeaway pizza going down right now. So Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah. I want to mention too, of course. Congrats. I saw that you just picked up and got nominated for a slew of awards the other day at the at is it the Sam's? Is that what they call them? Yeah. The South Australian Music Awards, yeah. <laughs> Congrats, because it was like what, you won three for wing defense and I saw you got nominated as well for Maine. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got one nomination for Maine and uh, a few for Wing Defence and we happened to uh, win a few awards, which we absolutely weren't expecting. So that was so that was a really nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I was going to say, what does it feel like? Do you feel when when you do manage to achieve something, which is really, in, in, all, in all fairness, quite prestigious, um, yeah. is there sort of that, like that humbleness that comes in or is it a case of like, I'm really happy that this has been recognised in this way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of artists nominated this year that deserve all the recognition. So to be to be recognised in um, in in that way is really it's really nice when you've put a lot of time and effort into a project or a release to be able to uh, yeah have that recognition 
from from the industry. It's it's rewarding, and it's it. We were like seriously in shock about it. It yeah. was kind of funny, um, and then we were all just overwhelmed by happy emotions and like hugging each other, and it was just lovely. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. I I better I better let you go in a sec. Um, I don't want to keep you a prisoner for too much longer with my my uh, with my boring drawl. Uh, but <laughs> but let's <laughs> let's let's quickly mention the someone going to play in a sec the new single um, over and over. Yeah, so over and over was written uh, sort of towards the beginning of last year, and yeah, it's just like a little bit of a. You know, when when things are tough, you can choose to sit in your sadness, and or, or you can choose to push forward. And this song's a little reminder to myself to continue to persevere and fight for my happiness and peace, despite you know how hard that might be at times. And I wrote that this track with one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Benny Tamblin, and it was really nice because he was sort of living through what I was going through at the time with me. So. Um, it, yeah, it's. Uh, I think this song is my favourite off of the EP, and mm. I'm really proud of it. It does stand out because it's smack bang in the middle, and it's a very chilled compared to the songs around it. So it does. It does yeah. certainly jump out at you when, when you hear it. Uh, it yeah. sort of does grab your attention. It's like this one's going to be a single. You can sort of tell when you listen to it. So yeah, yeah well, I was really um, hoping that this song would be a single. So I was really glad that. Everyone agreed to that as well. <laughs> so you got to have you got to have one, you know, obligatory girl power anthem. Absolutely. In there. So I mean, <laughs> this sort of ticks off that box for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paige, I just want to say thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, to chat no about worries. the new EP again. Well done. Uh, enjoy the rest of the ride while it keeps going, and hopefully we'll Thank see you, you on tour. Either way, yeah. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Thank you so much. No pleasure. Let's 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 take us out. Uh, tell us what we're listening to and who you are. Hey, this is Maine, and you're listening to my song over and over. I don't think it's over. I'm forced to be a soldier. It's twelve months in October.
This is Turch, the CFO of the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only podcast on earth that is a complete shit show, and you're listening to Bar Talk. Some things you cannot wish away, sleep to dream yesterday, break slumber justified, siren twirling in your mind. All the mess you made Where do we begin? Fire started I couldn't feel a thing Heard you say Let this sink in Sweet love's departed And I don't feel a thing
That was Sweet Love Departed by Lorne Vincent, and before that, it was the song Over and Over by Maine. Awesome tracks, awesome tracks. Yeah, uh, thank you, thank you, Maine. Thank you, Paige, uh, for coming on uh, again on the mm. show. And of course, uh, thank you, Beehive, as well. I can't remember if we mentioned them. It was a while since we did the interview, but um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. And I uh, t- hope, hope everything's going well at the moment, Paige. Hope you're enjoying your newfound freedom again. <laughs> <laughs> Since lockdown, uh, three days is fuck all really compared to what we we had. Isn't that right, Turch? Oh, it was disgusting. I say, if um, you're crying, if you're in Adelaide, <laughs> and you're crying after the three days. You're a bit, <laughs> bit piss weak, I reckon. I think it was just the lack of alcohol. You know, I would be that, crying too. <laughs> that was yeah. Like I was going to say, I, I saw the rules and I was like, shit, you can't go get takeaway. So KFC's yes. out, no. I, I got get some, a whopper. Uh, I got some friends in America who, uh, who we've been on their podcast with and having mm. a chat to them called Karaoke Big E. And um, they're great, great fun, great, love those guys. And they uh, uh, were telling me, oh, we're about to go back into another lockdown. And, and we're, you know, it's really good. We're really going to struggle. Like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And we're like, uh, you know, we had like a curfew. <laughs> Yeah, and people legally couldn't work, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's like tyranny." <laughs> so it's a, very much a different perspective, but it seems like uh, that's wave second wave of stuff is happening in America, which is a bit scary. But uh, like third we're safe or here, no, wave zero or zero, all donuts around here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Donut sales have gone through the roof, I think, since the other week. <laughs> they're putting them on special at the coals, though. They're trying to get me fat again. <laughs> Oh, I think everyone's a little bit more disgusting after this COVID lockdown. It's funny. I've, I've, my sister saw me on the Sunday for the first time. And she says, oh, you haven't gained weight. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the first thing she said to me. That's as nice as a compliment as you can get from a sibling, I think. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think she was expecting that I'd put on a few few kilos. Uh, but no, well, I'm not giving you that pleasure, Nadia. No, nah, that's right. <laughs> not getting that. Well, well, we've got we've had to post. Just I had to postpone our engagement party in the uh, from the start of the year last year to to now or to coming up in in February, and uh, we're both looking a bit uh, a bit chubbier around the midsection. So she's booked us into personal training. So oh, I've yes. started that, and uh, uh, look, I like exercise. I like doing exercise, and having someone to motivate me to do it makes it a little bit easier. But it, uh, it, uh, it, it does show me how unfit I've become since stopping playing sport and, and sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day, reading emails <laughs> and, answer- and, and designing spreadsheets. I was trying to listen to your podcast the other day while I was trying to make exercises and I couldn't finish the push up because somebody said, I think it was like your co-host said something and I just was over bending head over heels, just oh, couldn't stop yeah, laughing. Cur- Kieran does have a few funnies here and there. I couldn't finish my push-up, Kieran. Thanks. <laughs> That's all right. He can't finish any push-ups either. <laughs> Actually, you know, we did have a very long time ago, we did have a push-up competition between him and I because he said that he could do more than me. Oh, yes. This is very early on in, in the show. And um, I have did to do another him. one then if it's been a while. We'll have to do another one, I think, because he's been doing personal training too. Uh, but he, the the our usual bet is that the lo- the the winner of the of the uh, the competitions that we do has to write a two hundred and fifty word apology for the loser to read and take seriously. So I think that one there, <laughs> I just chucked in all these really complex words, and then he we did another competition, and uh, 
it was a weight loss competition, funnily enough. And uh, whoever lost, you know, the winner got to write a 250 word apology for the loser to read on air. And uh, he apologized for things that I didn't even know he did. So it was a very, <laughs> he took a lot of blame that day. Oh, you know, it's, uh, it's a real, uh, it's like a watershed moment, isn't it? You just got to let it all out. That's right. Just like we you do sweat have- after doing your three push-ups every day. <laughs> but we are doing another competition at our usual Phillip Island um, tour when we do that over New Year's. And we are having a spaghetti bolognese making competition. And I think we might have to get the the old the old torture device out of writing that 250 word apology. I think it's always a bit of fun because you just use a, you just lose a little bit of pride every time you read it. Oh, you know, disagreements over food, I think have started wars before. So I, you, you're in dangerous territory. Uh, make sure that nobody can bring weapons onto this trip. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll have, have, have to smash your food up with a, with a rolling pin instead of cutting it up. No knives allowed. Hey, a rolling pin can do le- heaps of damage, mate. I wouldn't <laughs> trust me. Or- I wouldn't trust any any drunk. You can get rubber rolling, rolling pin. pins. You get like the spendy ones, so they're not like they're not wood. You know what? That that's just as useful as those bendy rulers. They all. They- it sounds good in theory, but in practice, then you suddenly have this bent ruler. Yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> it doesn't really draw a straight line anymore. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> All the rage when you're a kid. It's like that blue stick. You think oh, it's going to be great, and it actually doesn't stick at all. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> I'd, about. I'd rather use clag, you know. It may be messy, but God damn it, it works. Yeah, oh, and it's edi- very edible. Got to remember that too. Very you know edible. I've, I've never eaten clag. It's got a, it's got a mature taste to it, Turch. <laughs> um, Maybe definitely I'm recommend. too young. I'm either too young or too old to try it now. <laughs> it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you're six and you try clag, you're like, oh, don't do that again, Daniel. But now when, you, when you're, you know, 36 and you do it, well- <laughs> It's like they'll probably lock you up in the asylum. Mm. Anyway, or, or either that, or, you know, I don't know what I was going to say next. No, I don't <laughs> actually, no, I, I do. Know where I do. You're going with that. You mentioned New Year's Eve, and I'll, I'll mention it before we go in passing. Um, oh yes, too much. I should mention as well. The promo should all be up on the AMR page. I'll probably pin it to the top too, as well as the Bar Talk page. Uh, make sure you tune in on, at some point during New Year's Eve afternoon slash evening. It's the AMR New Year's Eve Top Fifty Countdown, the third annual. We've made it an annual thing now. Um, yeah. It's so much fun. The last two that we've done were just so epic. Uh, if you're around in the Melbourne area and this in suburbs, please hit us up uh, and book a spot because it is a lot of fun. We get the barbecue out if you're there. Mm. You might come on. If you've never been on air before, might get you on for a little bit of cheeky 20 questions, you know. Amazing. I'll uh, probably do silly segments throughout the afternoon. But more importantly, we're going to be counting down and- Progressively drunking early, explaining um, why we pick the top 50 songs that we do. Uh, because Amazing. it's a lot of fun going into depth about what we like about them and, of course, playing them. And then finally getting having the excitement of like going, oh, what's going to be the, in the top 10? What's number one? You know, um, who's, who's going who's gonna to get, who's going to have the crowning glory this year? So, Last- finally, uh, finally a replacement for the Triple J Hot 100. Oh. <laughs> We don't worry about like that. We don't worry about democracy and, and the plebeians. Um, <laughs> we we go for an executive decision. It's like the Golden Globes. It's all internal. Oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm glad you said executive decision rather than dictatorship because <laughs> that's a little bit of a, a faux pas. Well, I it's would more say. like an oligarchy. Like we sort of decide amongst <laughs> ourselves. 
That's it. That's it. I don't know. Are you taking call-ins at all? Because I will we, be in Phillip we Island. Will. We will. Amazing. So I'll definitely. Well, I'll have to. We'll have to schedule a time where I can um, uh, get twenty questions on live live radio because I've never been on. Sounds live like radio. A, sounds like a plan. Um, <laughs> now I great. should mention as well, of course. Um, very quickly, you've got your show. We only do one take podcast. Um, you should mention yeah. where you can find that real briefly because I can't, yeah. I'm going to forget to ask again. I know that's abs- that's all good. That's all good. So for. If you'd like to come and listen to us, we do everything from interview people that is uh, conspiracy theorists to talk about terrible news, rant about absolutely nothing, and <laughs> uh, and and interview some musical guests. We've had a few and comedians as well, especially Melbourne-based ones. Uh, for for, for all, uh, and we call our fans wankers. I, we just have since about episode ten. You should call um, your competition episodes wank offs. <laughs> Don't, that is fantastic, and I'm going to steal that and <laughs> so call it right, my own Jeno, idea. Take it, take it. I, I would get, I'd get whipped if I started calling a segment That's- that on this show. I do say well, we wank a wanked, lot, though. We went from wanktober. Now we're going to have a wank off competition. I think it's, you know, I think it's fitting for what we do. But for all your wanking needs, you can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, and you can hit us up on the social medias on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we accept everything from hate mail to death threats to rants. Just record it on your phone and email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Uh, it's always a good time. We've only re- we've re- we have received uh, so- lots of hate mail from porn stars recently, but we'd like you know por- um, you know hate-, hate mail from our regular fans. Wants a wider sample of the community to go off. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know we respect the the, the porn industry. We just don't respect their podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nicely said. Yeah. Uh, I should I should mention before we before because we haven't mentioned the songs we played actually. I'm so slack this evening. How good yeah. am I? Uh, no, of course always the other AMR shows as well. You can catch them obviously as a podcast on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. Make sure you do get check um, the Heavy Reborn. They've been got some app. They've the episode they've they've done this week has just been an absolute stonker of an episode. And they actually did a lot of pre-planning this time, so you know they're really really sorting shit out. Um, the Mint Factory is going to be coming back soon too, so keep an eye out. And of course, live sessions will hopefully be happening too. But of course, uh, awesome. the New Year's Eve countdown is the main one at this stage. But yes, um, before we do move on to the songs, of course, just want to quickly mention the AMR Business and Community Partners, um, Sookie Lounge in Belgrave. Uh, Music Factory Direct in Bayswater, uh, Biz, Biz Op Solutions, um, the Daniel Rangers Emergency Relief Service, and of course, the Upway Belgrave RSL. Uh, now, Turch, uh, let's mm. quickly chat about the song that we did come off on because I didn't mm. mention it before. Lorne Vincent, uh, this guy um, actually sent it in himself after he contact after we sort of I flagged him on one of the Facebook groups. He was saying, "Oh, who can play my single on the radio?" I was like, "Oh, we can send it in to us." <laughs> if you are a musician, by the way, and you want to have your music played, please send it in to AMR Airplay at mail That's AMR Airplay at mail Wavs or MP3s plus. Include all your press releases as well. Anyway, uh, Lorne was very, very good. He included everything. And when I was having a little cheeky read through it, I found out he is indeed the uh, former lead singer of a little Perth band called Foreign Architects, which okay. I don't know if you're aware of that band at all, Turch. 
You know, the name rings a bell, but it's one of those things that hmm. it was probably a couple of years back. I probably listened to a song and now I, I can't think of anything yeah. else. <laughs> they, um, But the point I was going to make was we used to play a fair bit of foreign architects on AMR when they were putting out nice. stuff. So, it's good to see um, Lawn putting out a bit of a solo, a few solo tracks. Mm. Uh, Sweet Love to Par was really cool. I liked the uh, sort of almost industrial, almost a patient mode vibe of the track. And mm. the piano line that came in sort of halfway through after the chorus, that was my- just my tip, my little is, is notes it, is on it just, this. Is it just me, but in pop music in general, like the 80s is starting to make a comeback in, into into the mainstream of music, or into, especially into pop music over the time. I mean, like in the pop scene, you're like even people like Dua Lipa are doing like this 80s synthy, funky guitar, like Nile Rogers sort of stuff, guitar in her albums. And, you know, coming into, you know, this track here, it's the same sort of thing, like, you know, really 80s, like Prince- Gated drums, long, big build-ups with super synthy parts. You're late to the game, Turch, because this has been happening for the last five years. Well, you know, I'm a. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you just all you know. Most of the time, you're listening to like the you know uh, what's it called, um, the latest Stephen Wilson album and yeah. the latest Mister Bungle album. So, like Steve, you know, Will- Steve Wilson goes through a bit of '80s vibe though. Sometimes he goes through a bit he, of a disco flair every now and again. Absolutely. You know, I saw him a couple of years back and he ended up playing, like, two Prince songs back-to-back okay. and it was awesome. Um, but, yeah, speaking of speaking of live shows, uh, he, Lorne, is apparently going to be working on touring next year. So, it'd be interesting oh. to see him, see him live, I think. And, yeah, he'll be releasing his debut EP as well at some point too. So, yeah, That's cool, great. cool stuff. I just can't wait for gigs, man. It's been so, so, so long. <laughs> And uh, up next, we should mention as well, I'm going to go straight into talking about the next two tracks we're going to play. Let's do it. We're going to turn up the volume for these next two. Yeah. Um, now, you do you want to tell me a bit about what you thought about the next track, which is uh, the new song by Voodoo Blue, Ha Ha OK OK. Punk is back. He's brought it back. He ha- really has. I love. I love guitars with octave pedals. I love like you know the uh, perma flanger vocal effect, like from the '90s grunge scene, like guys like um, like Soundgarden used to do. Why not bring it back? Bring it hard. Bring it fast. Bring it heavy. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. This, this song, song, haha. Okay, it's awesome. This song just did not stop. It was just t- balls to the wall drums. Mm. Just yeah. like. Pop. But like you'll hear it when you play it, but it's just that drum line at the start. Like it just really just got. If you were asleep, like that would just jolt you <laughs> awake. And it's just it's well, like it's, the guitars just remain that level of energy, keep that level of energy throughout the whole way. It's it's good to hear like real drums on records as well, like real, not even like you know, still set up like a recorded really well, but still keeping that uh, you know, like oh, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? More. Uh, simplistic setup of the drums to keep it still loud and heavy, but still like you know, it feels like he recorded this. Could record this at a live show. That's the energy you're getting, you know. This Rather would than like this a, a would pitch fucking perfect. slap live. Mm, exactly, and exactly. Uh, that's all I could think of when I was listening to it. But yeah, they've been doing some charity gigs lately as well in support of Lifeline at uh, Tauroa. Uh, they're from New Zealand. These guys are actually from Wellington, mm. and um. Yeah, they're actually, they're coming out with um, their debut album tomorrow as of recordings, oh. this Friday. Um, awesome. December 4, the new, this is one of the songs off the album, and it's called Jacobus. And nice. It's available for pre-order now, but out this Friday, so go and check it out when you can. 
Um, but That'd be good. I'm, ch- I'm going to check them out. That's going to yeah. be awesome. But it's got some. It's got some very serious. I'll mention it as well because um, they, yeah, I was saying that they did some. They did a show for Lifeline. Yeah. Uh, that recently, the song has got some very heavy themes to it. Of course, it's to raise attention to a lot of things like depression and um, a lot of the pressure that kids go under these days. In ter- these days, in terms of um, trying to conf- not conform, but you know, uh, the pressure, like the peer pressure and that sort of thing yeah. that they they go and, through. You know. Meet the uh, what society sort of ne- you know wants you to be, and mm. all those pressures from parents to uh, people to, to everyone else. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but thank you again, Nick Knack, for um, sending us that awesome. one. And yeah, good stuff, Voodoo Blue. And after that, oh, bit going going for the again dynamic central in this next <laughs> track, the Blackwater Absolutely. Fever with their brand new um, with their brand new single. Got to bring up the words again. My weakness. My awareness. Weakness, my awareness. <laughs> You're very my aware awareness. of these song names. My my, my handwriting uh, gets steadily worse as You're time goes on during the day. Songs name. These song names are out. Oh of yeah, I've got a whole book here of all the Shit. notes for today. Jeez, he's more prepared than I am, folks. So just <laughs> you got. You know what? Kieran used to bring in um, his phone into shows, and you probably noticed that. And he would never have his articles up on time. But me. With the handwritten notes, you always had something there. But sadly, in this case here, uh, I've, it's becoming my own undoing. But it is my weakness for this song here. Oh, but, uh, that's all fantastic. right. You can never be too prepared. I feel like that's it's- right. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So, nothing wrong with it, Turch. Just saying. It's just when you, you, know, you, you write it wrong. You've obviously got doctor handwriting and, and can't that- make out what you say. It's probably half the reason why doctors fuck up their patients all the time. That's true, that's true. But going back to my weakness, uh, my weakness is listening to super heavy early Black Sabbath riffs, and this song had it in spades. Oh, this one was a real stoinker. Uh, It just, that opening riff, like, I don't Mm. know what, like, that's almost like, you can hear the strings bend in that first strum, and it's just like, yeah, this is is something special. That's right. Um, And it just just proves, like, you know, with, with, you know, being a guitarist for, like, 20-plus years- like people go, you need more distortion to make it heavier, and this song here just proved no. You just need a great, like, overdriven guitar tone to make it sound heavy, and that's all it is. And just doubling up with the bass and doubling up with some nice kick, kick drums and heavy drums, and suddenly you've got a heavy song, despite the fact there's not much gain on the amplifiers at all. Oh yeah, and these guys have been around for ages. They've had like millions, of, like eleven million streams. It says here on Spotify mm. with five albums. Awesome. Um, and they've obviously they've toured with people like the Black Keys and Tame Impala, so in real good territory there. But uh, mm. what I really liked about this track as well is, again, as I said before, the dynamic involved. Like it starts out heavy, but as you'll hear, it goes into this nice mellow middle bit. Mm. And as you mentioned, and I didn't think about picking up on that, but you said mention what you told to me earlier that you really sort of found cool about it. Oh yeah, there's there's not many times you hear one keyboard solos but two you don't really hear keyboard solos like over a 12 bar blues in any song these days and all i could think of was like this sounds like it could be straight off like a Doors song like you know like almost riders because it does do that breakdown almost riders of the storm keyboard yeah solo those, building up into this crescendo at the end those live versions that they did are like 20 minutes long or whatever and it just like <laughs> breaks down yeah that's what it felt like, and that's awesome. Like, you don't see it enough, especially- I mean, this song's not even a long song. It's like a four or five minute song. Easily could be put on any rock uh, rock radio anywhere, and yet it is- 
It always sounds longer. These songs cool. that have heaps of dynamic. And I know when we played, um, oh, I'm going to kill myself for forgetting their name. Anyway, one of the other bands we played the other week, I mentioned this before. The the songs sound longer when they've got more dynamic. They sound more yes. epic. Yep. It just allows the, the musicians to breathe a little bit more and yourself to really get sucked into the into the tune. And that's, I love that. I love it. I feel like we and should- for a three-piece. For yeah. a three-piece as well. Yes. Huge sound. I, I feel like we should stop kissing the ass of the songs and actually play them. What do you reckon? That sounds awesome. Do you want to introduce the songs again, Turch? Absolutely. So, f- coming up now, we have Ha Ha OK by the Vo- by Voodoo Blood. And then we're going to have my- Voodoo Blue. Wi- Voodoo Blue? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have Ha Ha OK by Voodoo B- Blue. And then we're going to have My Weakness by the Blackwater Fever. Right here on Bar Talk, folks. Alcohol review next. Don't go anywhere.
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com
Yeah, baby. Uh, how about them apples? That was the Blackwater Fever with my weakness. And before that, Voodoo Blue or Blow or Blur. <laughs> I don't know. Um, ha ha. Okay. Okay. Right here on Bar Talk. Um, mm. Just stonking it out for those two. Now, uh, Turch, I'm not going mm. to waste any more time because we have wasted um, a lot of the folks' time when really they only, we know that they only tune in for one thing and one thing mm. only. Can you guess what that one thing is? Uh, I'm going to guess our terrible introduction to this episode. That's what they tuned in for and yeah. they've already tuned out. <laughs> Very- or, me, or me mispronouncing every single <laughs> band name. <laughs> But that's what we do as well. I feel like that's just that's just the bar talk thing, mispronouncing shit. I think shit. so. I think so. I think so. What I was going to say, although you're wrong on both of those fronts, just just <laughs> putting it out there. Um, oh, the, the, we know the f- good folks at home only listen, only tune in for one thing, and which is why I put it at the end, so they're forced to watch, listen to the whole episode. But mm-hmm. of course, they only tune in for. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss. Delicious. Does get you every time, doesn't it, Turch? It does. You sent me that track so we can use on our show, and I, I do it every day just to annoy Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so surprised that came out so good. Now, I me- I've mentioned it before on this, that burp at the end. I multi-tracked that burp like five times. I was drinking a can of cider to try and like <laughs> gas my mouth up, and I couldn't burp. And then I finished recording, I was like, oh, that'll do, I'll sort out later and Sorry, then I, after I turned off my mic I came out with this massive belch and Sorry, like, ladies, you do taken. this before he's absolutely taken <laughs> and I wasn't recording or anything I was, I was so disappointed it was, oh, well. it was such a good belch it's like you know what it's new it, 2021 is coming along maybe it's time for a new new burp at the end of that little segment introduction maybe but then again I'm too lazy to overdo things again sometimes so <laughs> It is what it is, and it's uh, forever, forever basking in its glory. Um, I love it. I love it. I keep it on my phone for uh, for all sorts of par- weddings, partings, anything. Speech. You know, last bar mitzvah I went to, that was it. It came out. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> review the wine. You know, just review the venue. It's like, oh, you know, the tapas was okay. <laughs> Service was pretty shit, though. <laughs> I thought it was one That's waiter it. per person. That's right. That's very true. Very true. But- Enough, yes. I think enough of all that because I want to know what you're drinking tonight. I should send you a picture actually. Um, you should. <laughs> once I get, fuck, I put it a stubby and the thing, the bottle's really big. I can't get it out so I can tell you what it's all about. I, I was going to say that's what she said, but that doesn't, that's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> should put joke of the week in too. That would have been your joke of the week. <laughs> no, I, I brought back Joke of the Week for one week last week, and I, that, there's a reason why I haven't been bringing it back more often. Uh, yeah. It's because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sending you a picture now. Give me a second. Okay. I'm very excited. Okay. I'm very excited because I sent you photos of my notes that I wrote and my bad handwriting. So, I think yours is going to be far more entertaining um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a photo to be sent, you know. And, uh, yeah, you, you did send me last time what you- Oh, that was terrible. It was all blurry. But you did- Well, I'm, I'm redoing it again. You did send me last time a picture of what you were drinking. So, I think it's only fair that I return the favour. That's all right. I sent you one of mine as well because it's, it's only good to share alcohol with friends. There we go. That's better. I'm, I'm sending it to you now. Oh, I just saw what you're drinking. Very nice choice of whiskey, my friend. But we'll find out more about that later. Um. 
However, right now, I'm drinking a, well, I'm about to start drinking a uh, Krabby's Ooh. Original Alcoholic Ginger Beer. Let's have a look now, at this bad boy here. I'm, I'm not impartial to a cheeky ginger beer, especially an mm-hmm. alcoholic one, one mixed with, um, with other alcohol that might be non-alcoholic. Rum and ginger mm. beer. I'm looking at you. Uh, but this one is actually a pre-fermented ginger beer. Uh, and I'm trying to look. There's actually no beer wank. But this is, an, this is a good. Scottish drink. Mm. Uh, Edinburgh, it says. Edinburgh founded in 1801. It's 500 mil bottle, folks. Goodness, so. I was looking at that. I was like, that's a long boy. That's it's a, a long quite, boy. Not a, not, it's not quite a 750 mil no, VB long boy, no. but it's definitely a longer boy than usual. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I really I really add to Thanks for having time. me on. I'm going to see myself <laughs> <That's it>. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm having a look. It's been a while since I've had something from Scotland on the show. Mm. So, yeah, it's 1.6 standards, Australian standards too. Mm. It's not an import sticker. But, yeah, it's 500 mils, 4% per volume. And- um, I oh, know it does have a bit of um does have a bit of uh, ginger beer wank on the back. It says best served chilled with ice and lemon. A unique, uniquely refreshing experience only for grown-ups. Pfft, I'd feed this to my kid. Well. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll let you know after I've reviewed it. Um, That's right. All right. So, in true bar talk fashion, I'm going to uh, it's a pop top this time. So, uh, I'm very excited what noise oh, we we'll get. Oh yes, yes. You ready? Absolutely. The Bartok ASMR uh, tracks will be released next week with the tracks uh, for uh, only thirteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Oh yeah, that's where we get most of our money from. <laughs> the sales of our AM- ASMR album. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, ooh yeah, it's a, it's a very subtle smell to it. It's not overpowering. Like there's the gingery smell. It just tingles the nostrils just a tiny bit, but you know. Yeah, it smells enticing. Like it's like come and come into my my pleasure cave, Peace. and casting glass and bubbling, full of frothy gingery goodness. So um, I think we better do the honors of taking a sip. Mm. Hmm. Now, I've had ginger beers before, Turch. Hmm. Um, as I said, impar- impartial to a good impartial to a good ginger beer. I tell you what, this one's quite smooth for a ginger beer. You don't expect ginger beer nice. to be overly, like, I mean, all ginger beer is relatively smooth. It goes down a good treat. But this one is just it's very subtle. Mm. Like Stone's, Stone's alcoholic ginger beer has a, has a very distinctive taste. Uh, Bundaberg, non-alcoholic ginger beer, you know exactly what it's going to taste like. It's quite got quite that gingery flavor. Mm. There's the gingers there, but it's it's quite subtle. Yeah. Yeah, you get more of the bubbliness rather than the gingerness. Yeah, and just a tiny, tiny hint of bitterness, but nothing unpleasant at all. Mm. It's quite, quite good. Mm. I don't know whether I would, I would replace this from a good rum and ginger beer, but yep. it, it's, it is what it is. That's great. Oh, did I mention? See, you'll see it on your picture I sent you, but it's got an elephant on the front. That's their logo. It does. That's a cool looking elephant and a nice green label on the uh, the the. On the bottle there, now yeah. very neat, very yeah. Neat it is bottle. a nice looking bottle. I'll give them that. The Scottish know what they d- know how to bottle their stuff up. Um, but uh, as far as the Scots are concerned, overall, I think go back to go back to brewing Scotch. 
Yeah, stick to the scotch. I'm I'm always up for a good scotch. But on the other end of the spectrum here- so Hold up, hold up. Oh, no, it's all right. I'll Ooh. give my review afterwards. You go, you go. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I'm on the other end of the spectrum here. Instead of scotch, I usually do like a, a, a scotch or this and that. But I've been really getting into the American uh, whiskeys and mm. American bourbons. So, um, you know, very quite simply, if it's made in Kentucky, it is a bourbon. Uh, anything else out of Kentucky, that means it's a whiskey- and scotch is only from Scotland, whereas everything else is a whiskey, despite the fact that it's basically made in the same way. But I'm keeping it very simple tonight with a classic Maker's Mark uh, whiskey, which, funnily enough, um, is while it's distilled in America and brought over here, it's actually run by the Jim Beam, uh, supplied by the Jim Beam Company, which is, which is an Australian company. So that's the importer. Jim so Beam is an Australian. Well, it's no. There's an Australian place here, like the Australian oh, okay. um, uh, distributors here. So they get all these sort of stuff and they distribute it here. So it's under the Jim Beam family, which I always find it uh, very funny. But this is one of their better ones. I can't really stand Jim Beam, and that may be sacrilege to some. But the the maker's mark here, it's just you know, it's a classic American whiskey. You really can't go wrong. It's uh, I really like it with a Coke. But I've uh, been drinking it neat, or actually with an ice cube at the beginning of the Stop recording. Neat. <laughs> uh, I'll get your terminology right. If you're going to go all, all fancy and, you know, expressive and all reviewer-esque, yeah. critic-esque, get the words yes. right. Yeah, but still, uh, the first glass, well, the, these glass, the rest of the glasses have been neat, but the first one was with a block of ice to, to just to offset it just a little bit. But, oh, yeah, uh, he ran out of ice, folks. I forgot to put make more. <laughs> that's right. You know, no, we we're recording. I can't just get up while we we're recording. Jeez, I tried to act professional at some <laughs> that's point what, in that's time. That's what your co host does. Yeah, that's what Kieran yeah, does. That's right. That's what Kieran does. That's a different story altogether. Uh, mind you, last episode, he did spill beer all over my carpet, which but you'll have to listen to that on the show. But I am drinking it, and then should I think review this is the carpet most- cleaners on your show <laughs> next episode. I'll get Kieran to clean. That'll be Give great for test. us to watch. <laughs> spot test, you know, uh, the nappy sand spot test. I get yeah. the guy to run into the house and just and um, and really annoy everybody that's involved. But I am drinking it out of the We Only Do One Take podcast uh, whiskey glass, which has been specially purchased for myself and my co-host because he. I said to him that I could get glasses with our logo on it quicker than the he could ever get spoons with our logo on it. And have the spoons arrived yet? He's had a hundred episodes, and we're still waiting. Come on, Kieran! <laughs> come on, get your act together. So very good. So now that you've had time to digest your ginger beer, please give us out your review. Oh, so look, I'm going to give this one. The bitterness is starting to build up. Actually, mm. so a good thing I did. I, I'm learning to be patient with my ratings because I find that I tend to change them after I record the the, the segment. So, mm-hmm. sort of you know masks the actual rating. However, look, I'm getting a strong three and three point two out of five carpet cleaners on this one. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's good, but again, I think I might go back to my Bundaberg and rum. That's fair enough. Bundaberg That's ginger beer, enough. folks, not Bundaberg yes, rum. Yes, yes. That's no. only for pubs when I want to bash people up afterwards. <laughs> I was going to um, say, please tell me you're drinking a better <laughs> rum than Bundaberg. That's a, that's a dangerous rum. <laughs> oh, I'm a par- again, partial a bit of Bundaberg. Don't, don't, don't at me. Come on, folks. Oh. I'm a bit, pa- I'm a little bit patriotic when it when it comes to sh- push to shove. You know, that's fair enough. And, that's and, fair enough. And Turch, more importantly, how do you rate the old makers? Oh, look, this is just one of those solid like fifty. You got fifty bucks. What are you going to purchase at Dan Murphy's? 
Uh, I did get this with with, uh, two special whiskey glasses, but I'm using my own, like I said. This is a solid four out of five for me. It's, you know, like I said, for the price, for the quality, it's always it's always a good choice. It's always one of those good birthday gifts you can give to someone. Like, you know, you give to your mate, you come to the party with a maker's mark, you know it's all going to be finished by the end of the night. Solid, solid. Is it four out of five carpet cleaners or four out of five something else's? Oh, I need, we'll to, I need four, to know where the reference is here. We'll give it four out of five terrible jokes by Kieran. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> four out of five spilt beers, I think. Mm. Um, nice. Perfect. Very, very nice. Um, now, speaking of your show, of course, where can we find what? Where can we listen to your show, real quickly? Well, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify are out. You know, the big three that uh, we find the most traffic comes through, and it sounds like it looks like everyone's got Spotify or iTunes. But uh, you can find us on any of your platforms that you can find your podcast through. I think Podcast Addict. I used to use that quite a bit, and it's pretty popular, and we're we're there. But they just read off the iTunes webs of the iTunes listings anyway. But uh, anyway, that you find your podcast, we're there. You know, me, Joe Rogan. We're, you know, we're about the same. You can find us anywhere you like, and we're even <laughs> we're even on YouTube. We've been doing some live streams, and Dan, you've been on our live stream with us, and we did a whole show live, and it's always a bit of fun. We haven't done it recently, but we'll be doing them in the future. I did comb so my hair for that one. I don't comb my hair great. for this. I'm, so I'm very excited. I was very excited. You were very handsome. You're a handsome Aww. young man. Thank and, you. Uh, that's all right. But we do notify people on our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook about when we're going to do stuff like that. But if you subscribe to the face uh, to the uh, YouTube channel, uh, we sort of try to put, uh, you know, you know, YouTube now, like you like, can set a live stream and you can set yourself a reminder for when people are doing live streams. There you go. So- oh, yes, you can premiere stuff. That's right. So, we, we've been doing that and we just get people to set the reminder. So, join the chat. It's always a bit of fun. There's always a good group of people uh, uh, saying funny things about Kieran in the chat. And that's all we love. That's the most important thing. That's right. Uh, I was going to say, yes, uh, I was going to say you're a gentleman and a scholar, Turch, but you're not that scholarly. No, no, absolutely not. Um, no, and of course, likewise, you can find Bar Talk wherever you get your podcasts. But of course, check us out on the AMR website, AMR. I was about to say AMR Australia. That's where you where you go to our Facebook. That's on Facebook, AMR Australia, AMR underscore Australia on Instagram, Twitter, and we got TikTok the other week as well. Um, oh, Turch hasn't been I'm used fu- yet. <laughs> uh, um, we're getting there. Uh, uh, um, I haven't I haven't delved into the world of TikTok as of yet, but you know maybe we'll join the right wing one of Parlor and we can we can we can start up the Australian Parlor <laughs> um, accounts. What can Sounds we say? Sounds good. Um, yeah, no, of course, and of course, um, you can catch Bar Talk socials on Bar Talk AMR show on Facebook, and of course, Bar Talk on. YouTube, where we put Absolutely. up all the interviews for the artists. Check that out when you get a chance mm. and subscribe. Need more subscribers. Um, mm. Yeah, of course, australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk and shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk as well. Mm. Uh, Turch, before, we, before I let you fly off into the distance, mm-hmm. let's quickly mention about the two tracks we're going to finish off on this year Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Now, uh, oh, I'll let you introduce the first one because uh, you had a, you had a little bit of cheeky cheeky words to say about this one. I'm sure. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm just making sure I got the right one in front of me, but I do. It is <laughs> "Nightlife" by Wade Jackson, 
This song was I got cool. that right, haven't I? You did actually. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. You were waiting for me to correct you there, weren't, weren't you? I was a little bit. I thought it might be like Wade Johnson. I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it, I stuffed it up again tonight. But no, but Wade Jackson, absolutely killer track. That combination of like almost vapor wave with a really mm. big '80s feel. Like you know, I, all I could think of when I was listening to this song was. You know when it's like two AM and you're driving back from somewhere and you just listen you need to listen to music? This is yes. that perfect two AM in the morning, you're driving home, night driving music. I'm trying to think. Yeah. It got a great voice too. Such a really really crisp, gruff, but yet gruff and really and, deep voice. Beautiful. And it's like that my, like early Michael Jackson type bass line mm. underneath, driving it through again, but like that really just night driving music. And I, I love that sort of stuff because, you know, you can listen to the Doors, Roadhouse Blues driving somewhere, but it's, you need music to drive home to. And I think this one absolutely hits the spot. Now, speaking of night nighttime, you apparently um, wrote and recorded it. Um, yeah, when it was like empty at night during the lockdown mm. in Sydney. But uh, again, Perfect. massive weekend weekend of music coming up because he's also releasing his album this Friday. Uh, it's called Sensationalized. Yeah, out this Friday, the fourth of December. So get, give it a chance to check him out if you can. It's out now via um, Broken Stone Records and Remote Control Records. Thank you guys. And after that, we're going to finish off on something that's just so chilled. Mm. Absolutely relaxed, back relaxed, and we've really pumped up the songs this week. Really, really high energy, a lot of high energy stuff. But had to finish on this one. This one was a gorgeous track. Mm. George Van Etten's brand new single, "I'd Like to Be." Uh, she's based in the UK these days, but she is from Melbourne, so it still counts. Um, <laughs> been seeing some really cool stuff from a few Aussie expats in the UK. Um, Thomas Heaton comes to mind, but yeah, Georgia Van Etten is another one of those artists. Um, yeah, I just—it's just. It's just I, we think we should, I'll, I'll let the song explain itself as you listen to it, but it was such a nice laid-back track. Wasn't super it? super jamming, super jazzy with the cool, like almost road piano key parts. But yes. the su- the surprise for me was the trumpet solo. Mm, yes, out of nowhere, You're like <laughs> yes, this is what I needed. This is like listening. This is like the uh, the saxophone solo in on the go- the latest Ghost album. Um, uh, one of the tracks is like this so- sax solo out of nowhere. This was the same. You uh, you're not expecting it, but you're pleasant. You're pleasantly surprised and very happy that it happens. And, and you just realised that was exactly what it needed. It is exactly what it needed to bring it yeah. from that you know to that next level. Exactly. So good. So good. Uh, yeah, I just think that's. I think we should leave it at that. That was just beautifully described, Turch, and better than anything I could have put together. <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you again for joining me uh, this last minute for you know just bullshitting with me for a couple of hours. I do love nah, it, man. It's always good fun. It's funny we've only done these online. I cannot wait to to meet you properly in person and to do a show with you in person, whether it's my show or your show, it's going to be an absolute great time when we can oh. finally meet up at a pub, drink beers and listen to a gig. I promise that the next next one we do together is going to be in person, <laughs> live somewhere out in a pub or something. That's my promise to you, Turch. So, Excellent. hold me accountable next time I, I will. ask you. Um, so, I can get my ass out of my house for once. Absolutely. But yeah, thanks so much. And as always, please check out the We Only Do One Take podcast when you get a chance as well. 
Um, hopefully, I'll hopefully I'll swing by around and um, see both you and meet you both you and Kieran in person as well for that. That'll, That'll be, be great. Fun. We'll get you. We'll get you in here, and we can be even more uh, <laughs> more, more stupid. That's <laughs> it's the only sounds, the only rule. Sounds like a hectic time. Um, thanks, guys, for tuning in as well. Uh, as and please go and support all the artists that you do really like and uh, like them, subscribe, follow, buy their merch, send them a love, send them a kiss. Um, don't send them anthrax. Um, preferably send them some non-toxic substances instead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I think we should give the song the spin. What do you Absolutely. reckon, Turch? Absolutely. Let's rock and roll. Mate, it is Wade Jackson right now with Nightlife. And after that, Georgia Van Etten with I'd Like To Be. We'll see you on the weeks following from here with a brand new episode. Goodbye. So
Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR. Radio.com